they bring cats or they bring their dogs and they show up thinking, oh, they're going to take them on holiday with them. And they find out that they have to be quarantined for 90 days. Yeah. So that's another thing that you could probably easily find if, you know, about a country is, you know, or, or, or um, a state. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. If you were checking out our WhatsApp group, I am really excited about this. I don't usually post anywhere about an upcoming uh, podcast. Usually that's Kelsey, but this is something uh, very close to my heart, and that's about travel. So we're going to be discussing game-changing travel using AI. So how can AI help us with travel plans? How can AI help business owners? And how do you think uh, how do you think that AI can transform the way we plan and book travel over the next five to 10 years? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, if you're listening, I already see we have a bunch of listeners on. Let's wake up that WhatsApp group and tell them we got something really cool on for today's topic, and that is travel with AI. In fact, it's game-changing travel using AI. Our guest is the founder and CEO of Matador Network, the world's number one media brand for modern adventures and creator of the free AI travel assistant, Guide Geek. Matador is a top-ranking travel brand on TikTok, and its videos are viewed more than 140 million times per month. And first-time guest, and we're going to be talking to Ross Borden in just a second, but first a word from our sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Ross. Yeah, thanks for having me, Norm. Excited to be here. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love talking travel and travel and AI. Uh, I can't wait for this topic. Uh, one thing I want to just mention, we've talked about using translation apps in the past. And, you know, the one Mr. Noodle, when the Chinese, uh, a Chinese company tried to bring it over to North America, they translated it wrong. And they brought over these ramen noodles called not Mr. Noodle, not Mrs. Noodle, but soup for sluts. So that was one. This is another one I got the other day. I literally got this uh, yesterday and it's a, it's a drink. It's just pressed wild berries. Okay. So blueberries, but it, they're trying to stress that this is a natural drink. However, their translation goes real fruit, never natural flavors. Does that make sense? <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, th I think maybe in the age of AI, there will be fewer and fewer uh, funny translation bloopers uh, across, you know, every product, every service, because it's getting pretty amazing. Our, uh, I, I was, I've been amazed. We've got, so we'll talk about guide geek in a minute, but basically it's an AI travel agent that we deliver 
across the large meta platforms. And just like ChatGPT, it speaks 50 languages fluently. And it's just amazing to watch it effortlessly flowing in Japanese with one user, Hebrew with another user, Brazilian Portuguese with another user, Mandarin. Um, and we've heard from our, we have an international influencer team who are, you know, huge travel creators from different countries. And they're even saying like, it's very articulate in, in Mandarin. So not only is it not making wow. uh, silly mistakes like that, it's actually like, even like, you know, said to be articulate in all these different languages. Pretty amazing. Do you have, I'm just kind of curious, uh, we never talked about this uh, prior to the uh, podcast, but do you have any uh, templates or PDFs on how to, how to use AI for travel? I'm just thinking that maybe we could post this a little bit after the podcast. Yeah, I'd be happy to um, provide some tips. You know, we've been on this journey now for almost exactly one year. We kind of got early access to the LLM, the large language model at OpenAI, same yeah. same language model as ChatGPT. And I think like most people are pretty amazed um, at the power and speed of it when we first started playing with it. It feels like it's been, it feels like we've had, you know, uh, generative AI and ChatGPT for longer than a year, but it's actually, that was even before it launched. Um, I think it launched maybe in, in April. So this was like February, mid-February of 2023. And we started, you know, playing with it. And, and um, in in this journey of building the number one AI in travel, we have learned a ton about, you know, sort of best practices, how to get the most out of generative AI. In general, um, we, we're using it across our entire business, which some of your listeners might be interested in. But Obviously, GuideGeek being sort of the core product that we've launched, um, we've we've learned a ton of of sort of you know the shortcomings to even like the scary macro things. And I do think, um, even though I could be considered like an AI evangelist, I have noticed some things that we need to be very careful as humans with this technology because um, there it, it doesn't always do exactly what you want. And one of the first things that I learned is like the more uh, advanced and sophisticated the model that you're using, the less it is likely to follow your instructions and mm. your prompts. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive. You'd think like, okay, this is the more advanced model. It's going to do exactly what I want and nothing I don't want. And we found kind of the opposite. So if you expand that out 10 years or even five years, I think, um, you know, generative AI is something we should be very careful of because uh, it's very powerful and not always going to follow instructions. But I, I like to think that for travel, a pretty harmless enclave of Gen AI, and it's just cutting through the noise and helping us find the places we want to go, the places we want to stay, eat, explore um, without, you know, days of planning. It can cut down to like, you know, minutes of planning. So back in January, you probably started with travel poems, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about AI and help how it can help plan your travel i think this is amazing so uh all of us or a lot of us that are listening right now are amazon sellers most of us travel to multiple events every year and everybody wants to have uh an easier way to book and plan their travel yeah yeah so i mean if, if you think about the travel industry um it has needed 
of a big innovation for a very long time. The last big innovation the travel industry experienced was the mid nineties when the OTAs launched. So that's like Expedia booking. That was the big uh, jump forward was, Oh, you can book your own flights and hotels without a travel agent. It's hard to even imagine now, but in 1990, you needed a travel agent to actually book a flight. So mm -hmm. that was a big leap forward. But since then, you know, almost 30 years, there's been no uh, real innovation. Sure, we get inspired differently. Maybe we see something on Instagram or TikTok. And then we're like, man, I really want to go to Bacalar, Mexico. It looks incredible. But then after that, the, uh, you know, the, the planning, the research, and ultimately the booking is a, is a slog of visiting many, many different sites, trying to piece together an itinerary, trying to look across the internet for the best deals on flights, hotels. Then you book and then you're like, all right, where are we going to plan to have dinner? Or what are there, what are, what are the activities to do? All of this is a very, very old school process of like, hunting and pecking through multiple websites and piecing things together. So when we started playing with Gen AI um, via, you know, OpenAI's LLM uh, last year, around the same time of year as now, almost exactly a year ago, we loved the idea of basically the fact that this, this model has read the entire internet. It's read every restaurant review, every hotel review. It's watched every video. And then we figured out what are the holes, right? What are the things that it doesn't have? It doesn't have, especially back then, it didn't have real-time access to flights and, and flight data. It didn't have real-time access to hotels and hotel data. Same with vacation rentals, Airbnbs, currency, conversion, weather. So we've, we've plugged in all those APIs. Um, and then we released it into the wild on uh on the large meta platforms so we we launched guidegeek not only on our website but if you go to guidegeek.com you can just scan a qr code and it will open on whatsapp if you have whatsapp or even on instagram um our instagram handles guidegeek.ai and we've built over a million followers on instagram very quickly because people are actually just chatting with the ai inside of instagram um, and then we just launched a couple of weeks ago on, on Facebook Messenger as well. So that's a whole nother swath of users talking, chatting with the AI. So you can think of this as like you have this friend who is lived in Barcelona all their life and they're an expert at Barcelona. They're the guy to talk to if you're going to Barcelona, where to stay, best neighborhoods, best places to eat, markets, you know, holidays, all kinds of uh, advice for travel to Barcelona. And it's like texting with that friend except that friend is not just an expert in Barcelona. He's an expert at the entire world, every single city on earth and has access to real-time flight and hotel data. So that's kind of how you can think about GuideGeek. Um, and now it's just blossomed into this monster. We have hundreds of thousands of active users on track to hit a million active users in, in early April. Um, and then we're, you know, doing a whole bunch of stuff, kind of building the tracks as the train speeds forward, if you will, on, you know, feature development, monetization, everything like that. So the when somebody wants to go to Barcelona, they just punch in the information. Do you do you ask for specific airlines or is it like an Expedia? You have an a API that goes and explores all the different airlines, the hotels, the restaurants. How, what does it do? 
Yeah. So um, we work with Skyscanner for flights. So it's it's going across every airline website plus all the OTAs. Um, so it's basically searching, you know, all of the flights on the internet for your desired dates. And again, there's nothing to punch in. I think even, you know, we're used to going to Expedia and going into the calendar function and putting like May 1st to May 10th. I think all of that is going to look very old school. So GuideGeek is 100% natural language. So you're just chatting with it and you're just saying, you know, you're typing May 1st to 10th. We're actually about to add voice. So you can just start talking to GuideGeek instead of even typing. Um, and it will understand you. It will understand, it will piece together your dates, your departure and arrival airport, whether you want round trip or one way, whether you want business class or economy. Um, and it, then we'll, once it has those critical pieces of information, it will go out and it will show you best, fastest, and cheapest, three options. And each of those options has a link. You click through on the Guide Geek link, and that will take you to our booking partner. And ultimately, you'll decide if you want to actually book it or come back later um, or keep searching. So yeah, in, and then as you are chatting and conversing with it more, it's learning about you as a traveler. So it's learning, okay, this person's a luxury traveler, or he's a foodie, or he loves adventure. Um, and it will start keeping track of all those things so that it can make better recommendations when every time you come back to it. That's pretty interesting. So does it also uh, allow you to track your frequently uh, your frequent miles? Uh, any loyalty points that you have? So we're starting to keep track of that as well. So if you if if you say I'm a Delta Diamond member, I'm a Diamond Medallion member on Delta. GuideGeek will start to prioritize um, routes and tri trip ideas that have, for example, nonstop flights from your home airport um, to the places that you want to go where Delta has a, a nonstop flight. So that's kind of stage two. That's some of the stuff that we're working on right now. But, you know, um, hotel and airline loyalty is a big part of travel, especially for, as you pointed out, a lot of your listeners are business travelers. I myself am a huge business traveler. Um, and so we're all looking, you know, not only for the best deal, but also for opportunities for free upgrades or to build points on the credit card or the airline or the hotel that we are loyal to. Um, so yeah, all of that's coming soon. I'm really curious if you can do, uh, you're tracking, uh, for the airlines. So you say that you, you know, you're tracking the Expedias of the world, you've got the deltas. So what about the bet i i subscribe to a, a a different company and you, it's a premium you have to pay it every year but for business class they'll send me over if i tell you know, where i where i'm interested in going they'll send me over over the next month or two or three any really down and dirty deals uh for business class is that something that you can do with this as well yeah. I mean, we're going to start doing that because we are tracking all the flight data and using AI to scour the internet for great deals above and beyond uh, what we see on Skyscanner. And since we know your, your home airport without you even telling us or filling out a form or clicking through a, a bunch of pages, we're just going to learn, all right, this guy's always flying out of Toronto. Clearly he's based in Toronto. And then when we see a deal come up from Oh, Toronto to the new airport in Tulum, a, a smoking deal at, you know, $109. We can send you a proactive message 
on WhatsApp and say, Head, heads up that there's this amazing deal. You've asked about Mexico before, and we know you're based in Toronto. You know, there's a, a deal that probably won't last long um, that's on that exact route. All right. Now, building out. So you, we talked about this could be, yes, I'm Canadian. Uh, <laughs> we talked about, uh, here we go again. You're going to tell I'm Canadian. We've talked about the the overview you've talked uh, about building this travel assistant to work for you and you're talking about it gets to know you. How do you, how does one go around? Uh, uh, how many times am I going to say about in a sentence? How do you start building the travel assistant? Yeah. So, I mean, the first step was just connecting open AI's uh, system to our system. So connecting the language model to, to our software, and then, then connecting that software to the, the messaging, the meta platform. So WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook messenger. When we started, uh, you know, everyone knows if you played at all with AI, it all starts with the prompt, the better, the prompt, the better, the output of the AI. If you're just a, if it's just an AI for everything, it's not going to be as good at, at giving travel advice and information. So the first things that we did was like, what is the ultimate prompt? That's not too long. It's mm -hmm. not a two, it's not a tangled spider web of, of instructions, but it keeps the AI extremely focused on being a great travel guide and travel advisor. That's all we wanted to do. It doesn't need to give recipes for cooking. It doesn't need to give advice on um, constructing a house. It is specifically a travel advisor. So that's the first thing we did. And then we, and then a lot of what the software that we've developed over the last year is really kind of like, I consider it like air traffic control. So when someone says, I want a flight from Toronto to, you know, Mexico city on May 5th, coming back the 10th, that's actually not going to open AI that's going to Skyscanner. So our system has to recognize that because if you send that to OpenAI, it's going to say, well, typically, you know, I don't have access to real-time flights, but typically there are flights on Canada Airlines um, from, you know, on that route every Wednesday or whatever, but it's not, it's, that's not very helpful. So our system recognizes that's actually a flight request. Let's send that to this API. Um, this is, you know, you say, what's the, what's the weather going to be in Mexico City on Monday? That's a weather request that's going to go to our weather partner. You say, what's the conversion between Canadian dollars and Mexican pesos right now, today? That's not going to open AI. That's going to our, our currency conversion partner. So a lot of what we've done is, um, is that air traffic control. And then the other thing is that, you know, my, my company that I started 17 years ago is not GuideGeek. GuideGeek is brand new product that we just launched. My company is Matador Network. So we're a global publisher for travel and adventure. We have one of the biggest travel websites on the internet. Um, we have 16 million social followers. If you find Mat at Matador Network, you follow us anywhere, you'll see us. Um, we have 90,000 articles on our website that we know are very high quality. They're up to date. And so one of the big innovations is now we scanned our entire website and we're prioritizing the data and content on Matador as we answer the questions for people talking to GuideGeek. So it's that 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 private data set gives us even more specialization and expertise in travel because it's backed up by about 95,000 articles and, and videos on our website. 
So I've noticed uh, when you go to the plugin section, you can you can uh, use Expedia or you can use a bunch of other travel uh, plugins, but this sounds like you're incorporating everything. Uh, so it's an Expedia on steroids. Uh, I love it. So if you, when you were talking about the currency conversion, um, ex, ex, uh, excursions, restaurants, it's an all-in-one platform, which you you use 14 different APIs? Uh, I think we're around 10 APIs. Oh, 10. Okay. And on top of that, uh, the prompts. Prompt engineering is so important. And just like you mentioned, uh, you've already figured that out. Not too long. Uh, you know, just like Goldilocks, right? Just right. And if we have, like once we plug into your um, your your plugin, then uh, all we have to do is ask it in natural English and we'll get the results. Am I summing that up correctly? Yeah, correct. And and just to be clear, uh, GuideGeek is not an app and it's not a plugin, although we'll probably put it in the in the store, in the OpenAI store. But it's right now, it's just AI free flowing on the meta platform. So you just go oh. to guidegeek.com and then you decide if you want to connect on Instagram, on WhatsApp. I would recommend WhatsApp. That's where most of our users are. Right. If you have WhatsApp on your phone already, I just think it's the most elegant messaging platform out there um and you'll see you just say hi guy geek and it's gonna be like bam this is what i can do uh ask me anything about any anywhere in the world and i'm ready to help you so yeah there's no you don't have to use a plugin you don't need to go to chat gpt you don't need to download an app you just go to guygeek.com and scan the qr code and then you're chatting with the ai oh, right very there. good okay i'm glad you cleared that up i i was going to be looking for it on the uh in the plugin section yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually it'll probably be a plugin, but we wanted to, even that to me is friction, right? If you have to go there, you have to use a plugin. That's like what we're trying to avoid with, um, you know, with why I think using a, pl a plugin with Expedia, for example, is still clunky. Very few people are doing that, but we're just unleashing this AI for that's a, a free travel agent for everyone on these platforms that already have billions of users. Um, and you don't need to go to a website. You, you know, most people spend most of their time in these these three apps, WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook Messenger, chatting with friends. And it's easy to just like jump back and forth. Like, hey, let's plan this ski trip to Canada. You know, like, oh, let me just ask GuideGeek where we should stay um, or how far the drive is or build me a custom itinerary or ask where the, you know, if, if we're flying into Alberta, is there a great Mexican restaurant with a great tequila selection? Like it's going to know every single uh, thing you ask it. It's crazy. Okay. So we're at the bottom of the hour is if this is a, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, uh, we do something special at the top of the hour. It's called wheel of Kelsey. So wheel of Kelsey is a giveaway. We do every single podcast today. We have a great giveaway. Uh, if you're interested in joining it's hashtag wheel of Kelsey or tag two people, and you'll get uh, a second entry. So today's giveaway, uh, Ross, what is today's giveaway? Today's giveaway, so we we work with many, many outdoor brands uh, like the North Face, Patagonia, Yeti. Um, we have an awesome Matador swag pack. This is our brand here for Matador. Um, so we send these out to influencers, partners, and would happy would be happy to ship one a matador box with some fresh Yeti gear 
um, to any of your listeners. So that, that is our part of the giveaway today. All right. Fantastic. And that's only available. That part of the giveaway is only available in the U S and Canada. If you win it and you're in Canada, you also have to include your phone number, but we'll talk about that later on. Also, we're going to add to that. If you'd like either a press release or the term, uh, tariff terminator, uh, which with Tariff Terminator, we save 80%. And I say we, I want to be a completely transparent. Um, I'm a co-founder of uh, Honey Worldwide, which has Tariff Terminator. And we save uh, Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers uh, money on their HTS codes. We find that 80% of people are spending way too much on them. They just have the wrong code. So those items are up for grabs today in the... Uh, in the giveaway. So hashtag Willa Kelsey, tag two people, you'll get a second entry. Also, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. Also, I want to uh, mention, if you have any travel-related uh, uh, questions, throw them into the uh, comment section. If you have something, if you're checking it out, actually, the, uh, the Guide Geek, um, or if you've already used it, let us know. I'd be curious to see what you think. And I'm sure we got to have questions. So please put them in there and we've got Ross here to answer it. Okay, so let's talk about the next thing. And that is, is there anything specific for business owners that you can use, that can use your app? Yeah. Specific I mean, questions, specific, what do you see yeah. them using? I mean, most of your audience is, is, it sounds like is Amazon sellers. So I would say uh, if, if you are traveling to, uh, I use, I use guide geek a lot when I'm traveling for business, you know, not all places when I'm, I'm traveling for business, obviously I want to meet people. I want to go to great dinners. I want to go to great drinks. Not every place is like the best uh, for every occasion, or maybe I know something about the person that, you know, they appreciate fine dining or they love dive bars. So you can be really, really specific in that regard to say, Hey, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in Montreal or I'm in Chicago. What's, what's the best burger in Chicago? What's the coolest dive bar in Chicago? That's within a one mile radius of my hotel. Um, so, you know, guide geek is going to know all of those things a again, Outside of Guide Geek and even outside of travel, I would really encourage your listeners to experiment with Gen AI in general. If you guys are writing headlines for ads on Amazon, um, you know, just using ChatGPT, it's pretty incredible how much time it will save you. Uh, every single department at my company, Matador, is using Gen AI for something. Um, because if you can give it a good question, it will probably give you a whole bunch of great answers. And then you can maybe for if it's a if you're doing a social post or you're writing a blog post, it will just cut down the amount of time that it takes to do that. So if any of your listeners are not, uh, you know, not experienced yet with 
um, using Gen AI to grow their business, to do more with less, I would highly recommend uh, checking it out. Okay. I, I'm kind of curious. If I were to type in, uh, let's say I have an itinerary going across uh, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec City, and I wanted to follow, I don't even know if there are any uh, Guy Fierro's uh, DDDs, Triple Ds. Uh, would it give me the information? You know, are there any, uh, what, what, uh, triple D Guy Fierro restaurant should I go to? Yeah. hundred percent. It would know that it, it, it'll even know, like if you said, I'm going to Vietnam and I want to go on an itinerary that Anthony Bourdain would approve of, <laughs> it will, it will know all the places that Anthony Bourdain's eaten in Vietnam and it will base your itinerary around that. So it will definitely know where Guy Fieri's restaurants are across your whatever itinerary that you want it to go to. Um, even maybe like show me everywhere in Chicago that Guy Fieri had, had, had eaten at in one of his shows. It would, it would also build you a custom restaurant guide for that. And hotels. So I'm kind of picky when I go to hotels. I always want to be away from the elevator, away from the bloody ice machine. I want double pillows and double coffee. That's my assistant. Like when she books my, my hotels, that's what's on. You know, she's, she makes sure. And then she checks up with them prior to me arriving. So is that something that you could, that the program will, uh, or the app will uh, get to understand? over a period of time, your, your personality, your travel habits? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think it might be over promising on my part to say uh -huh. that you could say what rooms at the Marriott Bonvoy, whatever, are like not near the ice machine. That would be pretty next level, but certainly it could help you choose, a, you know, say, Hey, I'm looking for a hotel in Chicago. That's between $200 and $300 a night. Um, where I'm looking for a King suite and, you know, what are the best recommendations near this conference at this address that I'm going to? Um, or if you just name the conference, it's, it's going to know where it is. Um, so th that'll start with some really high level, great recommendations. Um, and then maybe your assistant could call or you could call and say, hey, I'm, I'm booking this, but I, I want to be in room, a room that's not near an elevator or an ice machine or something. Right. Okay. And, oh, got to forgive me. I'm old. I had another another thought, but I lost it. Uh, it'll come back after the podcast, of course. Uh, but it, again, it's just thinking uh, about the different scenarios. I just saw a question from Rad uh, about looking for a campsite. So you could book the information about the campsite, correct? Yeah, it's actually great for finding campsites. And campsite uh, information can be pretty tough to find. Even, you know, it might you, you might say, do I need reservations for this campsite or, you know, are, is this campsite likely to be full when I'm going there in the beginning of June? Um, it'll have great data on that because again, it's read every single review of that campsite and maybe someone's like, man, we showed up with no reservations and we couldn't get in. It's going to understand that it's going to suggest that you make um, reservations. So it's a really great idea for um, any kind of like road trips, or you can say I'm doing a road trip from, point A to point B, build me an itinerary, recommend the best places to stay, sleep, and and explore along the way, along the, the fastest route for this road trip. So it's super great for any like outdoor activities, road trips, national parks, 
stuff like that. Um, all super helpful for guide geek. And I, I want to make sure that everybody knows uh, there's no money that made for, for lunch with Norm podcast. It's completely free. So the only reason we're talking about this, first of all, I think it's really uh, brilliant what you've done uh, with bringing it all together. I think that was lacking in many of these uh, uh, travel uh, sites that, that are out there. It's, you know, you, it's very, very specific. So I love what you've been talking about. I finally remembered, by the way, the question. What I would, this might be a suggestion. You probably already thought of it. But what I would love to see incorporated into this would be all the different. So if, if you ask a question, what's the best card or what's the best way of matching points or getting points, maximizing your points on your different credit cards? So like, I know a lot of different travel channels do that, or the digital nomads will say, well, if you use American Express here and use this over here, you'll get an extra bonus of X number of points. Yeah. Um, is that something that you can incorporate later on? Is that on the radar? Yeah, for sure. And we've seen thousands of people asking, you know, those, the, the, the loyalty programs and credit card programs as it relates to travel can be extremely complicated and it's almost like they make it confusing on purpose so that they can brag about all the benefits, but they're kind of like, if you ever figure out how to use those benefits. So a lot of people, we've seen actually thousands of people asking guide geek for tips on how, which cards are the best for travel especially like based on them. So this goes back to like the better your question, the better the answer. So instead of saying, what are the best cards for travel? You could say, what are the best cards for travel? If I usually fly Delta or what are the best cards for travel? If I live in Toronto and, you know, based on the, the flights and, and the Toronto as a hub for different, maybe it'll say aeroplan from, you know, air Canada or something like that, because you're flying out of Toronto. So, um, the more specific you can be, the better. But a lot of people are using GuideGeek to figure out like what are what's the best way into points or loyalty or free miles or upgrades if I already have this card, or if I'm if I'm typically flying on this airline, which card should I get if I want a lot of points and and loyalty miles? So yeah, it, GuideGeek can even be sort of a personal agent for helping you navigate um the the complex world of credit card and rewards points if i were to i just had a horrible experience anybody on the podcast knows this horrible situation with westjet never use them again ever uh if i wanted to contact customer service which they don't answer their phone but if i wanted to talk to a good company and uh get customer service maybe i'm stranded or maybe there's a problem with the ticket if I asked it, would it provide me with the proper customer service, uh, either either uh, their social media or their phone or yeah. can it do something like that? Yeah, very likely. Um, I've, I've used it for that. Uh, you know, sometimes similarly, like if I if I want to take like my dog on a plane, you need to like fill out a form or if you're going to put a, a, a minor, like I'm sending my son to LA and then he's going to, his uncle's going to pick him up or whatever it is. There's a, there's a form you need to fill out. There's some sort of like thing that you need to, to alert the airline that you're going to take, you're going to be traveling with an animal, traveling with a child, having a, I have a, I have a nine, nine month old daughter now. And, and it's like, 
I'm not going to buy her an entire airplane seat, but for most of the flights we're on, I need to say infant in lap. And these things are like a needle in a haystack, finding them on Delta.com. So it's actually really great for that kind of stuff as well. Um, Little nitty gritty questions about travel with airlines or hotels where, yeah, I know a thousand times I've been in that situation where you're like on hold forever or you're on their website and you can't even find the right number to call or the right form to fill out. So it's also could be definitely helpful for that. Another thing while you're talking about pets uh, and I know there's different rules for different countries, but I used to live in Hawaii and people would come over, they bring cats or they bring their dogs and they show up thinking, Oh, they're going to take them on holiday with them. And they find oh, out yeah. that they have to be quarantined for 90 yeah. days. Yeah. So that's another thing that you could probably easily find if you know about a country is, you know, or, or, or um, a state uh, will, you know, can I bring my, my cat or dog, uh, you know, to Hawaii. Or, or even if you're on a road trip, we have a lot of dog owners, especially uh, finding like off leash, you know, trails or beaches, like where dogs are even allowed or where dogs are allowed off leash. Um, it's actually great for people traveling with pets, whether it's air or, or road trips, um, pet friendly hotels, pet friendly restaurants, a lot of the restaurants and hotels now that are pet friendly will say it somewhere on their website or it will be in a review. Hey, we brought our dog and they were totally cool about it and even had a dog bed in the room. Like that was absorbed by uh, open AI. So the AI is going to know all about it. If, and I'm, I'm just going down a different rabbit hole right now. So I love Formula One. I like going to Formula One races. The problem is wherever the formula one is that whenever, whatever city they show up in prices go through the roof. So I am scouring the internet for hours and hours and hours for best prices at hotels or, or bed and breakfast or whatever it is. If I were to type that in with the F1 weekend with the specific dates, will it scour it for me and come up with options? Yeah, for sure. Because it's live, it's live uh, data for hotels. So it, if you, if it says there's a hotel available for $150 and you click on it, it's actually going to go to a booking link and you can book it right then. Fantastic. By the way, is that how you make your money? Uh, we are making money with that. If someone books, we do make money, but it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not enough money. I mean, yeah. uh, with this is, and this is going to be a, a new seven figure business for us this year. And that's not where most of that money is coming from. So our business model and one of the reasons we can keep Guy Geek free for everyone is that we believe, so we work with, you know, airlines, hotels, and especially tourism boards. Um, and, and we believe that all of the above will want to have a, their own AIs based on their name, their brand, their content, their likeness, their strengths and weaknesses Um, in the next two years. And so we have perfected our technology and now we're offering that as a white label solution, kind of like a SaaS platform so that um, a a state tourism board in the United States or Destination Canada up there in Canada or Visit Toronto can actually have a white label version of GuideGeek and as a new, complete new way of reaching and influencing travelers. So we believe this is the next platform. So in other words, first there was search, then there was social. Now there's AI. 
So it'll be the third big platform. And we are already signing up dozens of tourism boards, hotel brands, and now a couple airlines coming soon um, that want their own AI. And oh, so, um, so we, we think this will be a, a multi-million dollar business over the next couple of years and completely different from what we do. Matador in general, we do a lot of advertising. We do branded content. We do custom video projects. We've got a, a team of 50 people making videos. So, you know, AI is totally new to us in the last year, and this will be a new revenue stream that we're really excited about. But we do believe that, you know, just as much as the world will be dominated by the huge AIs like ChatGPT, it will be equally dominated by subject specific and even destination specific AI. So that if you go to New York City, you'll want to use like the New York City AI that's got uh, an API for Broadway shows and it's got like the newest museum openings and it's all that specialized data. So we're able to scan their entire website daily. So if you're like, what's happening in Austin, Texas this weekend, if you're chatting with the Austin AI, you know, it will know because it will be scanning the Visit Austin website, but it will also have all the strengths of hotels, uh, you know, uh, Airbnbs from Matador's site, all the kind of like other real-time data that we've got. Are you guys out of Austin? No, I was just using it as an example. Oh, I'm okay. Every in, tech company seems to be out of Austin. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of tech hub in Austin. I'm I'm based in Marin County, so other side of the Golden Gate Bridge from. San oh, Francisco. okay. All right, very good. The other tech side. Uh, okay. Uh, what was? Oh, yes. So you've got 140 million uh, views per month on TikTok. Have yep. you been able to? I'm just kind of trying to figure this out because I can't see a way that you're using it for TikTok shop, but are you using this for TikTok shop? Not yet. Although we are, I think we've got a couple going live. We do gear reviews at Matador. So like best backpacks for like infants that, you know, have your kid in your backpack, stuff like that, that a lot of travelers are looking for. And I have just seen, and I'm sure you guys have too. You guys probably have your finger on the pulse even closer than I do. I've just seen the dominance of TikTok shop mm. videos in my personal FYP page on TikTok. Um, so we're, we're actually, we've got a couple coming out soon. What, what's been your experience? Are you guys seeing a ton of transactions coming from TikTok shop? It's up and down depending on uh, how well people are using it, uh, if they're using it. But I know some of these influencers are making bank. Just yeah. one influencer this year, uh, probably about six months, seven months ago, she's at a million dollars a month now. She's making from Amazing. TikTok shop. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I it's to me, it's like I don't. It's it's almost too much of a good thing for the for the consumers who are just like trying to be on TikTok to be entertained yeah. or informed. It's like I don't. I don't think I need to see another ad for like a Korean sunscreen. Like I've seen like. <laughs> 700 and i'm not liking them i'm not like telling the algorithm like i'm not even watching the video all the way through i'm like oh my god another sunscreen tiktok shop video so i i think they need to be careful that they don't piss people off and people start going back right. to instagram reels because it seems like a, a bit intense right now i i would agree with that and i see that with you know if you don't have premium for your youtube it's just you know and Facebook, you know, every second post is uh, something to do with, you know, merchandise or monetizing it. But, uh, 
yeah, for now, I look at it, and I think a lot of people that are listening look at it as Amazon 2012, uh, where it was wide open. Anything you touch uh, could make money as long as you put a little bit of effort into it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else we should be talking about that I didn't touch on? I don't think so. If anyone came in late, uh, yeah, check out guidegeek.com and that's where you connect for free to the AI and give it a shot, you know, let us know what you think, but, uh, and definitely keep me posted on who wins the giveaway and we'll fire out that. that oh, you'll find out right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. So just stay tuned. Uh, it's, you're going to see the wheel of Kelsey live. So, I'll give you 30 seconds. I'm going to do a, uh, a readout live, but if you have not uh, put in hashtag wheel of Kelsey or tagging two people to get a second entry, we are giving a uh, giveaway today. It's awesome. It's a swag bag that, uh, that uh, includes the Matador um, products as well as some Yeti products that are in there. Plus it's either a press release or a tariff terminator. So while you're typing in that information, I'm going to do a live read. Where is it? Here it is. Okay. So this is about seller basics. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced with account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing seller basics, your Amazon accounts guardian, which is $99 per month, or with the code norm, $89 a month. Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. There's no long-term contracts, and you can cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your accounts, Amazon Accounts Health Plan, and you can check out Seller Basics at sellerbasics.com. Here's the disclaimer. Seller Basics is not an insurer or law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results may vary and membership is needed before events leading to claims. That's and terms apply. Okay, so now we can go to the wheel. It's time for the wheel of Elsie. All right. Let's see the wheel. All right. So uh, thank you everyone for entering today's Wheel of Kelsey. I'll do this spin here. If you are the winner, please email me, kate at lunchwithnorm.com. And let's see who today's winner is. It looks like it's Steve. All right, Steve. Steve from Chicago. All right, yeah. so Steve, if you can send me your uh, shipping address, phone number. Uh, that would be great, and we'll connect you with Ross and uh, get you that swag bag. And next time we're on a cruise, Steve, uh, I want to see you wearing it. <laughs> okay, so Ross, thanks a lot for coming on today. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.